0: part two of Glee Talk with Alana and Carrie, everyone. Welcome back. Y'all didn't run away scared from the first part. No, we I'm
1: out. Exactly. Is,
0: I, that's why I was like, we got to do two episodes of this because there is a lot to cover. We kind of talked about characters. There's still like a little more character things I want to do, but like now let's talk about episodes. Um, so the first 13 that we've talked that we keep mentioning that felt more like a season you know like you know they go from one to another maybe there's a theme but like once the lat, like 14 through 22 happened that's when they're like we're gonna focus all the songs to be one theme
2: well it started off strong with hello
1: which is a great episode oh some of the song choices though Jesse St. James, though. Oh, right. Jesse St. James, though. I'm
0: sorry. We forgot. We did forget a, an important character. I plead the Jesse St. <laughs> <laughs> James, who is straight? Yes.
1: A- allegedly, everyone in... Yeah, huh?
2: <laughs> Which... Would- <laughs> I would say if they so originally in Hello they had cut him and Rachel singing Hello Twelve Hello Thirteen Hello Love, that's something you can watch online. What and if they had put that into the episode, I would have been sold. They could they could have had, they could have had me. They really were that close.
0: Wait, from a chorus and line, they say? Mm-hmm.
1: It's them in oh, yeah. Rachel's bedroom. It's a it's a great it's a great performance. Great performance. Wait wait, I think I remember that because
2: don't they like. They like go around her bedroom and he like tries to like kiss her. It's it's very good. Ah!
0: <gasps> but they cut it. Wait, is, they, no. How dare how dare they cut that? Oh my god! Do you know like when in the? Do you remember like when in the
1: episode it should have happened? It's when it's after they meet because they go. It's after the up. Lionel Richie song in the library.
0: Oh, yeah. uh,
1: hello. <laughs> also. Upon reflection, it's just so funny to me that they had an entire episode named Hello featuring songs, including the word Hell or Hello, and Adele still hadn't come out with her iconic song Hello. That would that would be what, bizarre.
0: like six years later or something like that? Uh. Well, the
2: thing is, this episode also has gives you Hell, which is one of my favorite performances, which is one of my favorite things about Glee in general, but season one does very well, is the very fun more off the cuff kind of because it's this and then uh ride with me and like all those different numbers that are just teens being teens hanging out and that's hello fault uh gives you health really falls into that for me
0: yeah okay so that episode that you're talking about is uh throw where ride with with me there's no h in it so it's ride with me um that one was the only song that was recorded live if yeah, i remember yeah. correctly yeah,
1: the other because- ones
0: were all pre-recorded yeah and that one they were just dicking around or they're supposed to be dicking around just having fun i wish they did more of that spoiler alert they don't <laughs> but like yeah, yeah
1: i i remember ride with me ride with me my bad Uh, was incorporated into the episode not originally but because the cast was singing it essentially in their downtime and they decided to have a live performance of it in the episode because it just perfectly encapsulated that whole camaraderie of the glee club everyone coming together and singing and just being absolute nonsense kids like what the best part of glee was really about i don't know where to go from that one but yeah i mean
0: the the show, show is very conf- like it's very conflicting because I love it. I love I, I love the things of the times, but then there are also they also things I'm just like,
1: um, you could have done better. A constant theme in the show, and what I will give the caveat of, they really were setting a precedence with no. F- prior anything to really work from or work off of and obviously if you were to go back and watch all six seasons now you could easily pick it apart for many many reasons but I think it's worth noting and remembering that it really was I don't even know the words for it but it was it Stuff like this had never been done before. We had never seen anything like this. Well, right,
0: because uh, be- before this, there was uh, a lot of only one season shows, like My So-Called Life, or even Ryan Murphy's first foray into the high school dramedy, comedy, drama, which was called Popular. I don't know if any of you ever saw that, but that was kooky show, because... Again, it, it, had, it had the same pattern where it started out kind of, you know, lighthearted, little comedy, little drama, and then it turned into like a cartoon. Um, but then Ryan Murphy then went to do Nip Tuck. And then, and then when that, did that end and then he started this? Or was this happening at the same time as Nip Tuck?
2: I think after because I know that Terry was in Nip Tuck. She was the star of nick Tuck, or one of the stars of Nip
0: Okay, and then obviously I don't everyone think she was doing
2: both at the same time.
0: And then this exploded his career to then do American Horror Story and all those other scream queens and shows. Yes,
2: uh, keep but... Darren Chris employed. That's what he continued to do.
0: <laughs> keep de- yeah, surprisingly, he didn't keep Leah Michelle employed because that's what this whole season is like predicated on is her her character. And this
1: season, this the season? show. I'm
0: sorry, this show. Hmm. I should have said, yeah, this show. When she should she should have gone like maybe in season three. I don't know. <laughs> I said it. Please should thought.
1: have ended in season three. Honestly, Thank I will. You. I
0: will.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. They were never going to, but it should have. Right.
0: Oh. Uh, okay, oh. so let's talk about let, let's let's figure out another episode to talk about. The, Oh, The Power Madonna. We kind of talked about it a little bit uh, last time, but now let's focus more on it. That one, I don't know what exactly happened.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a standout episode because if I recall correctly, it's the first episode where they highlight a single artist's discography, essentially, which they then went on to do a bunch more times with... The Michael episode and the Britney episode and the Beatles episodes. Yeah. I wanna say. Yes.
0: This was also showcasing more Sue, which mm-hmm. this, I believe, has her first song, which was Vogue, where they recreate. This also was another thing that they then would do later on, which was recreate the music videos of some. Like song. they did
1: with uh, physical uh with Olivia Newton-John
0: that was a am- that happened this season too and that was amazing which is a good segue into like talking about the guest stars this season we have Olivia Newton-John just randomly pops by but then she comes by again as a judge later on which is great uh we have Josh Groban
2: who's, who's Josh, Josh Groban, Groban kill, kill yourself. yourself
0: which i if memory serves he is like the first big named guest star yes. in the same ep- episode that Victor Garber is in.
1: Who I, I absolutely adore the fact that he Who's just him? makes a random cameo as Will Schuster's father. Will Schuster's father is played by Victor Garber. Yes. What? Daddy Warbucks, the Daddy Warbucks of the 1999
2: Annie. Yes.
1: And the architect in Titanic, right?
2: <laughs> he stays booked and busy, has been, this whole time. I can't with you two.
0: But yes, that's him. I believe his... Oh, okay. I'm trying to look it up now. I'm trying to be as fast as I can. His mom was somebody else that's in that episode. It was... Oh. Is she not credited? <gasps> Wait, I thought she was in this episode.
1: She definitely was because she hooks up with Josh Groban.
0: Because Josh, Josh Groban says that he likes, oh, Deborah Monk. That's who it was. Amazing actress in a shit ton of stuff. But like, because Josh Groban has that line of like, uh, that he likes boozy women or something like
1: that. Something like that. He's like, the, the fangirls don't do it for me. I'm all about the, the
0: boozy the middle-aged booze.
1: women. Yeah, something like
0: that. <laughs> But then we have uh, uh, April Rhodes, played by Kristen Chenoweth, who also is a boozy character.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of alcoholism in Ohio, I guess.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> with women.
2: Uh,
1: um, with the women, I think Neil Patrick Harris's
2: character lets lets it loose after a few.
0: That's true. Yes, he and Will do get bombed. Well, not bombed. They get wasted at. Uh, at a bar and then say, sing Billy Joel. Yep.
1: Piano man. Mm-hmm.
0: F Af- yes, because he plays the character Brian Ryan. Now, okay. I'm looking at the Wiki- the Wikipedia page for season one. And in the first episode, they call Will Schuster a Glee Club star. But then the show itself like retcons that to make him like the loser of the Glee Club in the 90s. And Neil Patrick Harris's character is the star, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I- again, I did not rewatch this. This is all off the top of my head and I am very upset with myself because I know all of this. We talked about the theatricality. We talked about funk. I kind of want to now jump to the last episode, Journey to Regionals, where I really enjoyed this episode. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. I, I say this, I have, know I've told a lot of this in, about American Horror Story, but like Ryan Murphy has this weird thing where he cannot write a season finale. Like, especially with American Horror Story. If you notice the, um, the formula for American Horror Story season, a season finale of that is that there's a time jump, almost everyone dies, and then um, they leave it uh, ambiguous. That's it. With this one, we get an ambiguous ending because, you know, they're like, we're coming back next year. Woo, everyone. We got, we got Greenlit for season two. But like, to Sir with love, every time I watch this episode, I know it comes up, but I'm bawling my eyes out by the time they... When um, Rachel says, we may have lost, but in our minds, we won. And I'm, I'm already, Waterworks, it's starting.
2: Well, because that's growth Celebrity. already. That's, that's character growth for Rachel of her being competitive. I only care about being a star on Broadway to like realizing that maybe it just can't be her and her MySpace page.
0: And this is another one where Naya is uh, showcased, where she has (laughs) lines, not a verse, but you know, Uh, and she's ugly crying. And because she's ugly crying and a great actress and missed, I'm still upset about that. But um, I start ugly crying I have to say, though, it felt like a great episode. And, like, you see them, like, fighting for their lives for, in the regionals and everything. And um, I do kind of like the sim- meta, not meta, juxtaposition, is that, I think that's the word I want to use, in Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's a vocal genre and performing and Quinn giving birth.
1: I, I think I might be the only person who I can't take that seriously. I'm sorry. There's truly nothing weirder than Diana Agron, just in the midst of giving birth.
2: Can I tell you all the, worst the lines that's ever happened Why? in my entire life? So, like Alana was saying in the last episode, sometimes you had to add songs to your iTunes that were not purchased through iTunes. and i had a version of the vocal adrenaline song downloaded to my ipod and i was on my way in to like visit someone and i had my headphones in and i'm like i'm listening to the song cool it was the spanish dubbed version so (laughs) everything was the same except it was quinn giving birth dubbed in spanish stop
0: how did you accidentally get that or did it, was, you... it
2: was just like it was I pulled it off YouTube. Like it was like a MP3 YouTube. It, it, was, it was like the Limewire like, days yeah. of
1: halfway through your It was just labeled
2: as song. It was like I downloaded it with like a bunch of things where it's like glee songs.
0: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> and I <laughs> cannot take it seriously. I mean, like I couldn't take it seriously anyway, but my brain just shuts down whenever I hear that song. And it's a great performance.
1: It's like, a great performance. Definitely, well,
0: so we didn't. Okay, so we didn't talk about Quinn, Fab- Quinn Fabray last episode. We did. Alana did say, you know, usually in shows when the gay kid get, gets comes out, that's when they get kicked out of the house. No, this show kind of subverts it, where the pregnant teen gets kicked out of the house, which I feel like is the reverse. Where if that happens, then you know, it's like not necessarily they get kicked out of the house but they go somewhere
1: (laughs) yeah especially with how they set up Quinn's character uh it wouldn't have been abnormal for her parents I think to be like well we're just gonna send you away to like some therapy place for a while and you're gonna go do your thing and then give the baby up for adoption and we'll take you out of school and all of that sort of a thing. And I remember, I do remember the episode where, um, is it Finn sings, I'm having your baby. Oh, you're having
0: my baby. The, and that's when her parents, her find parents,
1: out. which was heartbreaking. How she, the conversation that follows that performance, I remember just truly, truly broke my heart. And then, um, Finn's mom taking her in and then there's all the drama of it actually being Puck's baby so then she moves out or she moves in with Puck and then eventually she moves in with Mercedes which is still a relationship that I wish we could have gotten to see highlighted more as the relationship between Mercedes and Quinn because after season one we just like forget that they lived together and that Mercedes family like took her in and took care of her like right
0: yeah Mercedes was the like one of the best characters of the show hands down
1: amber amber riley is that girl is and that girl
0: still kills it to this day um you know she she did dream girls in the west end and it's like ah yep. uh, I, f- I still follow some of these people <laughs> I'm lie. uh but yeah it it's a like the teen pregnancy storyline that they have this whole season is a little up and down in my opinion I mean, like everything else, let's be real here. Where, you know, they they kick her out of the house. She lives with Mercedes. And then, like, all of a sudden she met, like, you know, it had to happen in the last episode. She gives birth af- right after they, perf- they perform and she's running around that goddamn stage. And you're like, what, Glee? What is this? What is going on? And the Uh, only
1: person who sticks around to see the results is Rachel, right? Everyone else goes to the hospital with Quinn. I think, if I recall correctly. Yeah, there's actually a lot of pregnancy in season one between the pregnancy storyline with Terry and Shu and all of that drama and then Quinn's storyline. But also this was such a thing at that point in time in media in particular with like Secret Life of the American Teenager or Teen Mom on, what was it, MTV? I think it was. It was such a... An Six, un-
0: 16 and Pregnant.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. But it was such a, uh, a go-to storyline almost at this point in time that I feel like now it seems so overdone and overplayed or just like absurd. But it was what was almost to be expected in teen media around this time.
0: I feel like after this season, they didn't really know how to write Quinn, which is very upsetting because Diana Agron did a great job in my opinion, she's a good singer, I'll say. I don't know how yeah. much I don't know. I, I think though, she's
1: lovely. Although, yeah.
0: I don't know how much of it you know, is her being magically touched up by a computer, but she she held her own, and she sings in the goddamn second episode. I'll like, well, Say
1: a Little Prayer for You is still a great performance. I, yes. I I will stand by that. I feel like everyone's audition songs in general for the Glee Club tend okay. to be some of their strongest songs and some of my favorite ways to learn about this new character. Cause I feel like they're really good at picking a audition song that really fits what they're going to end up doing with this character. Or you can kind of see where they're going to go, except for Tina. I'm still a little bitter that Tina sang I kissed a girl and, and what happened? Tina did not kiss a girl. That's rude.
0: No, Tina had a fake stutter.
1: She did. She did. And she was also goth for the first season, which then just kind of they forget about eventually as well. Uh, well, and okay. Go,
2: then she's a go go dancer. She has the go go outfits. And then finally,
0: <laughs> yeah. Whatever I mean, that,
2: she ends up being. <laughs> well, so
0: I'm not going to lie. Th- that is resonant for me because I definitely had, you know, like my hot topic year. Um, I had my uh, era pastel remember that store everyone (laughs) here i then like you know you if it's true you're fine high school's like at least with tina's representation high school's where you're trying to like find yourself find your style granted not perfected but you know you're just playing around um and it's not your money so whatever (laughs) usually you know god remember
1: that wasn't that nice oh
0: yeah (laughs) Uh but with talking about the songs a little bit, what was your like what the fuck song of this season? Besides it's a man's 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 world.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Um pretty much any song that Will Schuster sang, including uh, Gold Digger, The "Ice Size Baby. Forgot about that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they also didn't know how to pick songs for him, it seems like. And, like, Matthew no, Morrison I, is a great singer. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> he can and, actually sing songs. And dance. He was in fucking Hairspray. And he was the Grinch, obviously. Well, that was
0: after the fact. <laughs> I meant before this. You know, he was he was Link in Hairspray on Broadway for... However many years or year or whatever. So it's like you have this person who can sing a dance. Make him sing a dance. Don't give him these weird songs. Um yeah, it's just, it's so. Uh, for um one of one of my what the fucks, but I also kind of like it,
2: is Loser <laughs> by Beck yeah that's the one redeeming thing from from funk yeah when they're in the towel store or wherever they worked.
0: When they're in the uh sheets and things which is a riff of bed bath and beyond basically uh they all sing loser and i'm like you're having these store employees ha- in a in a
1: uh
0: <laughs> a dream sequence sing loser <laughs> okay <laughs> whatever There, there, there's one episode though that I do need to highlight a little bit, and that's mattress with jump, with jump. But also the two versions of smile. Um, The first one was by Lily Allen, where it's part of like the Finn Rachel storyline, and then the other one is okay. So uh, they say Nat King Cole, but I believe it's a Charlie Chaplin song. And that's, the, that's the one that ends the episode where you there's like that montage of them taking the school pictures and the Glee Club photo, and then people defacing the yearbook magically. Because <laughs> you would think the yearbook
1: that they get midway through the year, I guess.
0: Yeah. And you're just like, that also is heartbreaking because you know, you see these kids, they're very proud, they're taking pictures, and then it's undercut by them getting destroyed by uh, karofsky karofsky yes oh karofsky oh karofsky
1: that is the one and only time i will mention this character that's all that's all character
0: that that person he comes back season two so you won't have to talk about it (laughs) you won't have to talk about that episode (laughs) is there anything like you all want to like have we talked we've talked i know we've talked a lot about a lot but like what are some things you guys want to bring up that we haven't do you
2: do you have anything about costumes i'm just thinking of totally all my brain is going to is um Fashionsofglee.tumblr.com, which oh, was a great resource for anyone who wanted to find out where from anthropology Quinn Fabray got her dress.
1: Oh no, the website that I spent far too much time and then proceeding far too much money on. Um, special shout out to the admins of uh, Fashions of Glee because what of Glee. Is- they definitely owe me money.
0: <laughs> what is this? I've never it heard was, of this. Uh-
1: So Fashions of Glee was essentially a Tumblr archive in which you would be able to track all of the characters' costumes and where they were from. And you would be able to sort by character and by episode and essentially find nearly everything that they used as a costume on Glee through all of its seasons. And I, obviously being a person obsessed with costumes and a person who was obsessed with Glee, this was my daily newspaper Truly, I checked this website often Um, and still somewhere in probably my parents' house is a box full of things Mm -hmm. that may or may not have been purchased via the uh, links that were uh, given to me via Fashions of Glee. Um, One thing I will say that I noted upon, you know, I watched a quick compilation of season one so that I wouldn't get confused with later seasons type of thing is I actually really love, this is a controversial opinion probably, but I really love the costumes of season one because they felt like real clothes Mm -hmm. that real teenagers would be wearing as opposed to later seasons where Leah Michelle just wears helmet Lang for an entire year. And I'm supposed to believe that she, that that's a real thing that she could have afforded upon having just moved to New York city and other absurdities that occurred later on or her animal sweaters all those but I remember there was like uh you know there was anthropology there was American Eagle there were (laughs) things that looked like you could have gotten it at like a Goodwill or a thrift store in general and I love natural costuming costuming that makes a character feel like it is based in a reality of affordability which i feel like oftentimes especially as shows become more popular and you get bigger budgets and the costume designers have access to all these designer pieces for either much cheaper or free or just with the added budget they can afford them something kind of gets lost especially since the basis of glee was these are kids who are underdogs who are from you know kind of a middle america like small town and there is a charm to the costumes of uh, season one. I, would, I believe Lou erich I'm probably mispronouncing that, was the costume designer for the first at least two seasons, if not the first three seasons. And then eventually she went off to go do American Horror Story. And they brought in a different team of people later on in the show. And you can kind of see where that shift takes place. But also all of their like performance outfits just felt you know organically charming in their like nonsensy kind of way I still remember the blue and black vocal adrenaline dresses that they wore for their performance of rehab like as ridiculous as these dresses and outfits are I felt like they were really um they painted a nice picture that I felt like fit within the world that they were trying to create
0: can I say something controversial now after your little diatribe I hated the bronze dresses in that the New Direction women wear in Journey to Regionals. The, it's, I, I think it's,
2: like it. It's one of my favorite regional out- performance outfits, I think.
0: I think it's because, like, I don't mind the color. I think it's the fabric. It looks a little too stiff. And the other thing, though... Um, I have I stronger
1: opinions about Vocal Adrenaline's outfit, actually, because I hated that hot pink. I hated that hot pink. I don't care.
0: I blacked it out. Not going to lie. I don't even remember it. <laughs> not watching it is kind of freeing in a way. Cause I'm not bogged down by details like that. But the, um, the other thing though, that I don't know if this is because of the actress or because of how it was designed, but like Mercedes always had a sleeve and sometimes it looked a little weird I just wish, though, that, like, all of the girls had sleeves. You know what I mean?
1: This was a consistent thing that I noticed, actually, throughout all of the seasons of Glee with Mercedes and then also later with Lauren Zeises, who, like, Mm -hmm. temporarily joins the Glee Club, is they would alter their performance and unique. They would alter their costumes in a way that, if I recall correctly, I think they did ask what people preferred, So it might be the actors themselves preferred to have a sleeve versus a sleeveless type of deal. But I also remember what comes to mind specifically from season one was Mercedes cheerleading outfit. She wore pants. There was no other female cheerleader who wore um, pants because all of them had the tiny uh, uh, cheerio skirts.
0: Yes, that's that was... She, she did the hair. She did the hair, but she wore a The pants. little pony. Yeah, pony. I, 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 I kind of forgot that she was part of the Cheerios.
1: Yeah, that was for uh, the episodes. I believe it was Home and then the Power of Madonna episode. And then when her and Naya sing That Boy Is Mine over Puck, which I think is either an episode or two later after the Madonna episode, she's still in the Cheerios. So she wears that cheerios uniform for like a good maybe three or four episodes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Where the um, that is laryngitis, I believe. Yes, it's also laryngitis. Laryngitis is a big episode. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a, a big episode,
1: across. and also it's one that um, I remember that one being one where I actually sympathized with rachel's character the most in laryngitis i felt like that was a really great character development episode for her and there was the storyline where finn introduces her to his old um friend who yeah what was it does anyone remember his character's name Um, sean me like i feel like it was something yeah but um But he ended up getting injured, I believe, through a football injury. And he kind of helped uh, Rachel work through her fears of, you know, what if I can't actually do this for the rest of my life? And like, what does that mean for me? Like, who am I as a person? Which is a theme that comes up often with multiple characters in the show.
0: His name is Sean, played by Zach Weinstein, who I hope is not related. Uh, But they, yeah, that's like, that's like a good slap in the face for her to be like, "This is reality," um, you know. Oh, you have laryngitis. Oh, whatever. You have to get your tonsils removed. There are people also, that have it worse off than you.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Which I feel like there is a bit of a problem that Glee has in bringing in a character
0: for whose one episode
1: storyline. Well, yes, for one episode, but also whose storyline is more tragic and yet is only used to make their main characters feel better about their less tragic tragedies, which is, you know, its own fun glee, problematic thing that is a consistency. But, you know. Artie.
0: Artie. Artie. Yeah. We, do we know what I'm, what I'm thinking of? Because I don't want to say it right now because I'm going to have a whole diatribe that season when we go on to it.
1: I'm thinking of multiple examples to be honest. So
0: the the Christmas episode of Art with Artie where he, Okay, where he gets that robot thing so he can walk.
1: Oh I forgot about that. that I forgot one. about that.
0: That's that's one because oh wait, and like even in this season
1: There's the season in, Dream yes, on. The season in dreams, yes, exactly. Where, where he wants to his uh, dream wants is to, to walk. walk yeah yeah not um that's wild yeah oh yeah uh oh, that's
0: so it's, it's so upsetting so upsetting Clee <laughs> did that to him uh oh boy more than once more than yes <laughs> 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 but yeah yikes uh, God, this season... This is... I have to say, though, out of all six seasons, this is probably the strongest season. Hands down. I mean, some arguments could be said about season three. Some could be said, but I think... You're, Carrie, I carrying season
1: see- two, too. I think se- season two I, and three, I... Re- I feel like season one, my biggest gripe about it which still becomes a problem later on as well is that there's so much focus on in season one specifically there's so much focus on the nonsense adult storylines to a point that then in later seasons they kind of pull back on the adult storylines and I'm, I'm not entirely sure why or when that happened but I remember there being just so many scenes between Terry and Uh, Will or uh, Will and Emma Pillsbury or you know the storyline with Emma and her engagement to Ken Tanaka and um, oh we're also introduced to Sue's sister in season one and Becky Jackson in season one who obviously just continues on throughout the rest of the series and I completely forgot that she makes her cameo or her first appearance in season one
0: that is uh
1: I I I
0: forgot about that
2: yeah I think in two and three they really kind of were like we have a bunch of very good characters that we can just mainly focus on interpersonal between all of them and who's dating who and who's doing what instead of these like Kind of external whether it be because they kind of like sue was always there always menacing always i can't wait to destroy the glue club but that was never really like a worry i think going into like seasons two and three they kind of dropped that external and it was more just like here are teens in high school and they are trying to get into college or do this or whatever
0: right especially in seasons two and three they expand the um the the th- now three dancers unfortunately matt doesn't join them in season two (laughs) he doesn't get a storyline but you know you get harry shum jr has gets more he gets to actually say words because i think in this season he gets two lines one and both of them are at like the competition episodes
1: he has one line earlier on when sue comes in to separate the glee club into Minorities versus non-minorities, which I will I do have to interject. This goes directly against Will's comment where you're all minorities. You're all minorities in the Glee Club. (laughs) Which is an actual line that was said in an actual show on actual television.
0: By actual Um, Matthew Morrison.
1: (laughs) But I know that at, at one point uh Harry Shum Jr. says, you know, I can pop and lock. And that I think was his first line in the show,
0: and then the second one is in is in sectionals where he's like, "I think we can do this or something along that line where he where they're trying to like scramble together a set list, and then the third line is in the last episode where he where they're all admitting something and like you know what they were before they joined Glee Club, and then what they are now right afterwards. before we all
1: start sobbing, yes, of course, yes. I remember
0: I feel like though. As a first season of a series, usually season one is hard for a series. Like, go back and watch season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's rough. The fact that they got a season two is shocking when you rewatch it. And I'm a huge Buffy fan. So, like, I know that there are... I know, like, the three of us have our own issues with Glee and probably everyone else does, but as a first season of a show it's pretty strong and like obviously it grabbed our attention because we were waiting for season two um the three I, and i can only speak like i said i can only speak for the three of us because i know both of you have watched season two at
1: least <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah like, at least i have watched season, season two that i can confirm ha- have you all watched
0: the entire series
1: I no. am not. <laughs> no. It Here's the thing. Gets we, had, we had the highest of highs. And then it was inevitable that it would all come crashing down for me. And it was just better for me to not watch after after certain points. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let this live in my head as what it meant to me at the time and what it was to me for that duration of time. And I can't See what they do to this because it is torturous to see them hurt the people who I've like grown to love and care about so much.
0: It oh, you, you I should have bowed out gracefully like, like y'all did, but I stuck true. I'm apparently I'm in I'm in a I'm a completist, so I needed to finish it, and that season six was
1: yeah. which was only a half season, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. Yes, yeah. yeah. One thing I will say, though, is when it comes to season one as a whole, and also the end of season one specifically, because I know we mentioned a little bit earlier, um, their performance of To Sir With Love, the reason, if I recall correctly, tweet at me if I'm wrong, uh, the reason that Uh, that was such a moving performance and everyone was so emotional is because they had not yet been renewed for a season two. And so they weren't quite sure if they were going to get to come back and continue to do the show. So if if it hadn't gotten renewed, that would have been the last episode and that would have been their goodbye Mm -hmm. to one another. So that's why it feels so emotional, so emotionally charged and that they're all kind of truly saying like, thank you and goodbye. Cause like this has been, so wonderful for us and such a magical experience and all of that
0: so to your knowledge either of you did they then did they film over the rainbow just in case they got picked up or did they film it after they got picked up
1: actually i think maybe that was their announcement that they got renewed
0: okay maybe they
1: found out in between recording to sir with love and uh of the rainbow or they filmed Somewhere Over the Rainbow well before Two Sir With Love. And so, like, I think To Sir With Love might have been just, like, the last note that they left on before they found out.
0: And then they're Not like, well, Over the Rainbow, just in case, or maybe we'll add it in as a, or before To Sir
1: With Love or something like that maybe they filmed it afterwards and that was like them announcing that they got renewed I I can't entirely remember but I do know that like to start with love they still didn't quite know if they were going to get to come back for that performance
0: okay well we've talked a lot about this season I'm calling it we're going to go into a segment I like to call sharp and flat shall we sharp flat in this segment, we're going to highlight moments, whether or not we talked about it, which we've talked a lot about this season. There's a lot, and we still didn't cover almost everything that there there, there was. Uh, I try not to recap episode by episode, because that takes forever. But in this section, we're going to highlight moments. Uh, if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it, I thought it could change, which, oh boy, it's flat. Um, I will go first, so you all can like have, have a minute to gather your thoughts if you need. My sharps were the character April Rhodes. Fucking love her. Naya and Heather, as people and as characters, love them. I sharp the first 13 episodes. Um, and then I'm doing something a little different with this, because I, it's my show, my rules. So specific episodes I'm sharping are The Pilot, The Power of Madonna, and The Journey to Regionals, even though I hate the dresses. Uh, And then the performances that I'm going to sharp, Imagine. We didn't talk about Imagine, but that is with the deaf choir that they are Mm -hmm. going against in sectionals, and then the Glee Club joins them. And also, Like a Virgin, because that is like Naya's first solo line, if you will. And that's really the only reason why. I mean, yes, it's six part harmony and great, but like I'm sharpening it for Naya Rivera. <laughs> all right. Uh, Alana, why don't you go next? What what do you, what do you, do you like? What are you going to sharp?
1: So we do sharps and then later we'll go to yes. two flats. Okay. I like so, to start positive. <laughs> all right. Whatever works for you. I would say my sharps are... I know we talked about it, but Ride With Me, I feel like is a perfect encapsulation of the spirit of the show. So that's gotta be a sharp for me. Um, The performance of Halo and Walking on Sunshine. Oh my God, yes. Sharp, so sharp. The sharpest of sharps. Other sharps, I'd say Burt Hummel in general, because that man will truly just live rent-free in my mind he is my adopted dad and he's just unaware of it and he's also not a real person but (laughs) I like talk about a comfort character for me I was always smiling anytime that Bert Hummel was on screen I think anything else real quick before you go on yeah
0: was this the season with the faggy lamp
1: yes it was it was in that speech the, yeah exactly that, i yeah it was uh, that was well, rough oh uh, that yeah is still I, rough
0: i couldn't remember if that was this season or season two because like oh yeah there's, there's it's there, like, towards
1: next... the end of this season i know because it's the storyline where um finn's mom and burt move in together was like a big plot point of the latter half of season one
0: because kurt loves finn
1: mm-hmm. right yeah i'm that- sorry i'm
0: rolling my eyes like i know i um i can only speak for my experiences being an out gay man like i know i've had crushes on straight guys but i've never taken it that far like, no
1: and thankfully it all like kind of worked out in the, in the end, a, yes. In a, in the end, and in a very positive way, I feel like it could have gone way more terribly with that as a plot point in the show. So I can't, I can't complain too too much because I just know how bad it could have been. But that's cringe. But yeah, very very cringe. Something I would love for that to not ever happen again in television or in life. Uh, the last so- thing I would say is, uh, don't stop believing the performance of don't stop believing it's a sharp it's a sharp it made me cry the first time it made me cry the last time all literally truly all of them like there is a reason they did that song as many times as they did on the show and it's because it just it it just makes me fucking cry every time i'm not gonna lie it just makes me cry i don't even like journey
0: they do it six times on the show within the six seasons but there's one season that they don't do it
1: and it hits every time
0: I don't know. There's one that I don't like and I'll talk about it in a future episode, in a later episode. (laughs) All right, Carrie, what are your sharps? Uh,
2: My sharps, I'm going to say, you had said Walking on Sunshine Halo. I'm just going to say the concept of mashups in general. Glee gave us so many, most of my favorite songs from the entire, all seasons are Glee, are are mashups. I'm going to, maybe.
0: I will agree with you. They put songs together that you're like, I never so would good. think
2: of this—the
0: crazy and love hair one. Like they make it work. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. To the fact where some of the songs, if I don't know the songs separately from something, like I this is again a future season, I don't know Duran Duran enough to when one of Rio or Hunger Like the Wolf is on, is I'm like, someone the other part is there. Like I don't where oh, this isn't the matchup that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to also um, say everyone involved in the decision of Jesse's girl. This involves naming Jesse St. James Jesse. This involves Corey Monteith's <gasps> fantastic version of it. It really, big as sharp, 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 sharp. sharp. Chef's kiss, a great time had by all. And I'm going to say. I think that's all I, I think those are, those are, those are the things that really hit the me that you guys haven't, haven't mentioned. I,
0: w- I I do have to agree with both of you on walking on sunshine because like Halo walking on sunshine, those dresses are so cute. So good.
1: So cute. And a perfect example of a costume that feels based in reality. Like real girls would go to the mall and find like pseudo matching yellow dresses and actually at, wear that.
0: At Like forever 21 or whatever was the hot or, um, Charlotte Roos, even or something mm-hmm. like
1: that. Oh no, Charlotte Roos was way sluttier. They had some things. <laughs> this is the this is the JCPenney clearance section. Dillard's, sure. maybe a Dillard's Sorry, moment.
0: we have to think of Ohio. So you're right. JC Penny. Maybe even was that was stern still around at this time? Sears even. Like. All right. So uh I will go first with my flats. Let's keep the order going. Why not? Tina getting pushed to the back, like even in her episode, <laughs> she's pushed to the back. And I'm like, guys, you're you're sleeping on uh Jenna Ushkowitz. And they did for four fucking seasons, five seasons, even. So I also wrote down the the treatment of the Haverbrook Deaf Choir and sectionals. Mm-hmm. Like we had this great moment with Imagine. And then <laughs> They make a joke in sectionals and you're like, what happened here? What's going on? Um, I also... This is so stupid. I'm also flatting the fact that you raised me up, Magic. The full song is not available on iTunes. As somebody who bought all the songs...
2: The <laughs> rule follower.
0: I wanted that song so bad. And then... um. I don't really have any episodes that I'm flatting because like there, there's some, like moments that I would, but like not a full episode as you, you all didn't like, but there are some performances that I'm going to flat. Like I could have danced all night. Um, it's a man's 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 world. The song that yes, that mm, little weird. Um, I'm also going to flat. Cause even at the time this was very bad the quote unquote joke that April Rhodes makes, which is that she wants to do an all white version of The Wiz. Yes, she says that on the show and then proceeds to sing Home from The Wiz. Did you, it seems like Alana, you forgot that that happened.
1: I I completely blocked that out. Yeah, 100% forgot that that was a thing that happened.
0: I feel like they added Home because she was in Wicked and they didn't want her to sing a song from Wicked. So they're like, what's the next best thing? Let's do a a Wizard of Oz thing. But, like, I mean, her singing home, fine. Her making that joke and then singing home, ooh. Yikes. All right. Yeah, yikes. Alana, what are your flats?
1: My turn, my flats are uh (laughs) this is another great time
0: to air out your grievances
1: (laughs) totally oh I have far too many I'm trying to I'm trying to cut down I'm gonna keep them broad I think so I would say Terry and Will flat Mm. flat just all of any time that I had to deal with either of them but particularly if they were together flat I hated it then, I hate it now. I don't like it. Just in general, punching down comedy. Comedy being in quotation marks. This is a problem that was in season one and continued on throughout the rest of the series in different iterations and forms. And yeah, it's just never It's just never great. Other flats, I would say, uh, we didn't talk about him at all but Jacob Ben Israel is a flat for me. Oh
0: my God.
1: Just, I, because yes. a, a lot of problems could have been avoided if we just hadn't done that. Right. If we just hadn't done that. And then uh, to continue that thought slightly, I'm going to say my last flat is uh, 30-year-olds playing high schoolers.
0: He was 26,
1: actually. I think the oldest person cast as a high schooler was Corey, who I believe was 29 when he first got cast. Oh, he was maybe? 29. I thought
0: he was 26.
1: No, no, we, they were definitely like fully in their thirties early on into the series, um, still playing high schoolers. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause he and Matthew Morrison were like only like two or three years apart or something like that. Mm-hmm, all right, Carrie, air out your okay, grievances. You guys, what are your flats?
2: You guys did a lot. Um, With the adult thing, I'm also just going to throw acapellas in there, not the episode, just the concept of them. The episode, whatever. It probably has some nice parts. I'm not downing the whole episode, but I didn't need shoes on acapella. I didn't need shoes on anything. I didn't need him with you know, Patrick Harris singing at a bar. I didn't need him singing with April of Do they go roller skating? I think there's a roller skating scene. They do go roller skating. Uh-huh. She,
0: she buys they also a- go bowling she owns There's a roller so many outdoor
2: activities like i want put put the kids somewhere that's not breadsticks like those are the only places they get to go <laughs> i'm putting the precedent that power of madonna set because then they continue to sometimes not fulfill that um power of madonna was 100 percent madonna music they tried to do some tribute episodes where they would still somehow throw someone else in my brain is just now thinking of um the paramore song that's in britney britney
0: oh they do two britney episodes
2: Mm -hmm. but i said that they put other songs in the like you have enough content like you have true that content i understand you want it for your story then write a different story then timeline it differently yeah that's it that's what i got that's what i got
0: i know we have our isms with this show but are there still... I, I I usually ask if you would add songs to our likes playlist, but I'm going to now ask it as, are there still songs you would listen to from the show? From season one specifically? Yeah. Give me like your top... Let's do, let's do like a top 10-ish. I mean, I wrote down nine. If you want to do like five, there are thousands of songs this one episode. Don't give me that face, Alana. <laughs> Go...
1: But- that link to all of the songs that <laughs> that's what I need I need to remember what songs are from this season um, I
2: have my they did this on Glee playlist so I think I can I think I can figure it out
0: because like I every once in a while i I'm that I'm that person that like I said bought all the songs but then I put them in their own playlist per season so like sometimes I'll just listen to a season or like put them on like random on shuffle and go go to town but for this season specifically i wrote down i say a little prayer proud mary which was great bootylicious which is also great express yourself like a virgin i did really like one less bell to answer slash a house is not a home that's a great mashup to sir with love any way you want it slash love and touch and squeeze in and the regionals version of Don't Stop Believing" because I agree with, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, this is, I, this is so sad. I agree with Will. He said at the beginning when they did the first Don't Stop Believing," they were a nine and they needed to be a 10. I agree that that last one is a 10, maybe even 11. Cause you know, it didn't just showcase Finn and Rachel. He had other people have lines here and there. Also, hilarious moment in in the episode in that episode is when Artie and Rachel are duetting, but then Finn is lip syncing but never heard. Hilarious to me. Okay, Carrie, you seem that... ready. Yeah, I your, think I'm, I
2: think I'm ready. Your top, okay.
0: your top ten. Like you don't have to do 10, ten actual yep. songs, but like give me give me some give me a smattering.
2: I'm gonna do Halo, Walking on Sunshine, which we talked a lot about. Jesse's Girl also talked a lot about. Don't rain on my parade still goes off. Uh, keep holding on like we talked about before about it being like clear that that first yeah. half is kind of that's all they had. That specific number was done very well and I still love it. Um faithfully, I almost said faithfully glee cast version. they're all the glee cast version. Um, <laughs> no air. I'm gonna put on this.
0: Oh I forgot about no air.
2: I'm gonna say. I'll stand by you, mainly because I really like the version done in the quarterback by Mercedes, but I love Corey's version from the first one, from the first season. Oh, man. And I think that that is what I got. Um, I almost said Beth. It's not Beth. I don't know. <laughs> my eyes ran to Beth in my list. I'm like, that's not on my list. Mm-mm. No,
0: it's not. <laughs> no one liked Beth. <laughs> <Let's> be <really laughs> no one <here>. liked Beth. <laughs> All right, Alana. I like
1: this. I like the song Beth. I will say the original version of the song Beth. I do like. I didn't need it here, and I still hate that that's the kid's name. To be honest, so <laughs> uh,
2: I have one more, which is Run Joey Run. It is ironically one of I, unironically one of my favorite.
1: I don't
0: hate it. I show.
1: love you. I'm... You just stole that for me. That was gonna be one of mine. Is because I I genuinely do unironically love. Talk about, like, them knowing the assignment. Just, exactly. Just ridiculous. So that'll be my first one that I that I say at least. Okay. Um, I will also include Bust Your Windows. Yes. Amber Riley goes hard. And that's from, I believe, the Akafellas episode, which is the only good part of the Akafellas episode. And I'm, I'm mad that it was in that episode because I don't want to watch that episode ever again, but I love that song and that performance because it was just...
0: Even the dream dance sequence with the Cheerios, like...
1: With the Cheerios, with the high-heeled Converse shoes, mm-hmm. I lives rent-free in my mind. But I'm sure you can watch the YouTube
2: video, which will include the scene before, You Busted My Windows. Yeah, well, You Busted My Heart. You Busted My Heart.
1: <laughs> Incredible. Um, other ones that I would say, I'm sure you've said some of these before, but I'm just going through my list. I would say taking chances was a great performance. Somebody to love, great performance. Uh, keep holding on. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent controversial opinion. I do love me a sweet Caroline moment. I'm not going to lie, which is a problematic, for a lot of reasons but i i i loved yeah. that i was i love it I and i
0: great. if memory serves in the episode they do the ba ba ba's you know
1: which oh, yeah. is great which are necessary right. they are a necessary part of the song lean on me mm. is definitely on the list as well as imagine don't rate on my parade still an iconic performance i can't fault her at all for that it's really really fucking good um i also like wanna, a virgin
0: i also Nine. to my to my list want to add alone like just musically like when you listen to just christian channel with and matthew morrison singing it a power ballad it's amazing using it in this episode is wild and crazy but the song itself i love
1: definitely let's see anything else that i've got uh jesse's girl absolutely the boy is mine absolutely Rose's turn. Rose's turn. Rose's
0: turn. he's, He's singing it to a giant sign that says Kurt. And you're like, oh God.
1: Here's what I'll say. I still forget the original lyrics to Rose's turn because I listened to Kurt's version of Rose's turn so much that now if I try and sing Rose's turn, I include the Miss Rachel Berry like as part of the song it is it just is only that um anything else
0: would you add the don't don't stop believings
1: yeah the don't stop believings those kind of go without saying I personally would say the first one just because the first one was the Mm. one that like is what I think of when I hear and think of Glee's version of don't stop believing and then to Sir with love is a great song and a great performance those are the ones that are really all standout songs to me
0: all right y'all i'm calling it we're done with the episode <laughs> we did we we done we done did it do y'all feel a little better like kind of I, talking out cathartic. a little cathartic I actually about do Queen?
1: shockingly like that wasn't that painful it was actually like super fun to kind of reminisce in a like contained and safe environment yeah yeah
0: My tens of listeners, thank you all. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug or promote?
1: Uh, Yeah, if you want to stalk me on the internet, you can follow my Instagram and my Twitter, which is my full name, at Ilana Bettini, which is E-L-O-N-N-A-B-E-T-T-I-N-I. Feel free to find me on there and tell me all the things that I misremembered because it's been a while. Sorry about that, y'all. And I'm on both those as well, uh,
2: Kerry Ann, K E R R A Y A N N E. Yeah, come talk to me about season one of Glee, or more importantly, other seasons of Glee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the first three seasons, not after season um,
2: four. Season four, I can have uh, it, it's back there somewhere. I half watched it. Finn (laughs) wore a lot of
1: vests. Gleece was a good episode. It was actually i think it was the same timeline for me so yeah if you go up up through season three absolutely i got you anything past that we get a little fuzzy a little fuzzy fuzzier
0: well don't worry if you want to talk about seasons four and seasons four through six with me (laughs) you you can or you could just wait it wait a few weeks for when those episodes come out um, but if you want to reach out to me, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ButtersongPod. And you guessed that next episode we're started with season two of Glee, everyone. Ooh, I wonder what's gonna happen now that they lost regionals every. <laughs> um, but thank you both. I'm Sorry if I dug up some old wounds, but it sounded like we didn't. <laughs> we may have buried too some tragic. S- we may have buried some things, so mission accomplished exactly. <laughs> and until next episode, everyone, bye for now. bye bye. <laughs>